Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. CJ is back on my podcast. CJ, I'm so excited to have you. Today I brought you back because for two reasons. One, you're a rock star and you have your own TV show now. Two, you actually asked me to be on your TV show, which still blows me away, but I was so happy to do it. And I listened to the episode and I loved it so much. And you've given me a copy of it to share with my listeners. So that's what this episode is about. But before I do that, I wanted to bring you back because I'm trying to bring back several people who I've had on the podcast over the last year, because next week we celebrate one year, the podcast turns one. So I'm so excited. And so um, I'm bringing back some favorites and some people who are doing amazing things. And so the last time you were on the podcast, we were talking about our book, Unleash Her. And now you're back with your own TV show. So to me, that is just such a sign of success. And just you're just plugging along. And anybody that follows you on Facebook, and I'm going to make sure to put your Facebook link in the show notes, you are the most encouraging woman. Like you speak to the heart of women like no other. Like you write posts that I'm thinking that would take me a year to get those words all in the right spot. Because my listeners know that like I'm just kind of all over the place. And if you read my Facebook posts, there's always typos. I think it's one I give much credit to the fact that I do it without my glasses sometimes so I can't see it. But yours are so on point and just speaking to the heart. So that's why I know that your TV show that you're doing has to be exactly the same way. So tell the listeners what your show is called and where do we find it? All right. My show is called Awaken the Warrior and you can find it on Phoenix TV. It's the Phoenix TV app. And we're also streaming live on Apple TV, Roku and Amazon Fire Stick. So we will be streaming in 100 countries very soon, very quickly. Um, the idea the brainstorm behind Awaken the Warrior is kind of like my life journey of awakening the warrior that's, you know, I was born with this warrior inside me, but life, you know, reared its ugly head and society and all the things that I learned and stuff. And I finally came to a point in my life where I had to pivot and go, okay, I've created all this extracurricular crap in my life. I can create some really amazing stuff. And I really turned it into tapping into that thing that's inside of me that wants something different, wants something bigger, wants something better. And I know that I don't need to search outside of myself to get it. I just need to tap into what the creator gave me inside. That's all I need. So that's what Awaken the Warrior is for me. I mean, and you are doing it. Like, it's so clear just getting to know you and, and watching you work and all the things you're doing, you are doing it. And it is amazing how that you are, you're just tapping into that gift and you're showing other women how to do it. And so right now, so y'all can't see this. So CJ's over there tearing up a little bit. So let's, let's talk some fun stuff. We talked about this the other day because I might cry too. So we're going to laugh for a second. So when the morning that, um, we recorded this TV show, I said to CJ, this is why I podcast <laughs> because you can't see us. Exactly. So, you know, her show, we got I had to get up and get all pretty and get my hair all done and, and try to sit there and so, and sit there and look like I knew what I was doing. Meanwhile, a cat was clawing up my back the entire time. <laughs> like literally this cat, like every once in a while you see the tail, but the whole time the cat was either biting my foot or climbing my back and CJ was having a horrific thunderstorm 
Yes. And you see me every once in a while looking around going, is that here or there? Like, what is going on? And she's not moving. She's just laying like everything's normal. So when I listen to the show, you can hear the thunder. Right. (laughs) We're just acting like everything's normal. But, you know, this is calm, cool and collected. Exactly. And so I kind of stick to the This is why I podcast (laughs) because like today, like. I've been working all day. My hair is in ponytail. I'm still wearing the t-shirt that I worked out in this morning. And I don't really care. <laughs> right. I love it. So, but it was so fun to record with you and, and to watch the episode. Tell me so far, like how many episodes do you have? Cause I know I remember you told me last week and now I can't remember. Um, I have recorded 14 episodes and basically if the people that I have on my show are people that I've, I've met in you know, in ways online, I've never met any of the people on my show in person, but something in their story has clicked where it's like, they have what I'm looking for. And I always, you know, do this disclaimer on my show that I have people on my show that have been through some stuff in their life. Right. They want to swear, um, been through some stuff in their life. And it's like, they have chosen, made a conscious choice to awaken that inner warrior for themselves as well. And I always disclaim that I don't have people on my show to, you know, sensationalize their stories and get viewers and go, Oh my God, I can't believe they went through that. Oh my gosh, that's horrific. I do it because it's to show people that no matter where you've been through in your life, no matter what you're currently going through, you always have a choice to tap into that thing inside you to make something different. You always have the ability to pivot. And I think it's just so poignant for people to understand that, you know what, sometimes we think we are in the depths of despair and we have to sometimes hear other people's stories to realize, oh, my stuff's not that bad. And if mm-hmm. she can make it through that, then I can make it through anything. So that's why I have the people on my show to be able to show others, not only share their stories, but show them that there's hope out there. There's a light at the end of the tunnel and they have what they need. They just need to make the decision and tap into that. Yeah, it's, it is. I think it is encouraging when people have the courage to share. It's scary. Like yeah. it's really scary. And I shared this when we recorded was that I sat outside that morning because I was afraid I would have a panic attack, like, because the nerves. And so whenever I had, whenever I get anxious, I'm finding that if, as long as I'm outside, I'm okay. And I think it's yeah. just because it's just the open, open air. And so, yeah. And so that was, that was kind of fun. Yeah. So what is your goal is for your show? Like how many episodes are you doing a week or a month or how are you doing that? I'm doing one episode a week. I air on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it's my goal to showcase one story per week. I've committed to doing it for an entire year just so that I can have 365 stories to be able to showcase. And maybe later on, you know, get that into something else, maybe documentary, something I'm not quite sure where I want to head head that way. But my brand is um, Queen by Design. And it's kind of like Awaken the Warrior is the step in between figuring out who you are, you're waking that warrior, and then you get to decide to step into the queen that you are and design that life that you want. So that's where I'm leading it into is those people being able to really come into their own and figure out what they want. Now that they've went through that, they've used the tools, they're on their way to, you know, living a life that's not really down in the dumps and going through all the ick that they can decide, okay, now I have all these tools in my toolbox and I can really step into being the queen that I want to be. And then not only that, but allow them to take all those tools and then learn how to teach other people 
So it's just, it's, awesome. I want it to be a social responsibility for people to step into their own queen, but then also teach other people how to do it too. Because Absolutely. I feel that it's our social responsibility to empower as many people as possible to be their absolute best that they can be. Well, you know, and it's not only our social responsibility, but it's also very biblical. And you and I talk about that every once in a while, like how we bring in our faith into our business, you know, teaching the younger in the ways that they should go or, and, you know, the younger listening to the elder so they can learn to be wise. It's so, it is absolutely socially what we need to do. We've got to teach the younger generations how to, to respond and how to take care of themselves. And, you know, and in this particular generation, as we see, I know for myself, I see these girls just struggling with so much because of social media and because of the standards are so high now, like our standards, we just had, we just had junk when we were younger. We just had nothing short of just a lot of sin around us and a lot of junk, but now there's just, it's like, 10 times that. And so being able to teach even the younger girls how to find out who they are inside, being able to stand by it and then create the life that they want. It's another thing that gets me on my hair on fire is just, is, you know, I know that there's been a lot of women who come along beside me and has, has really guided me. And to be able to have someone like you with that voice, who is just out there on platforms that is appealing to the younger generation. Like I just heard you say that like it streams at eight o'clock on Thursday. Yeah. I didn't realize that till just right now. <laughs> I thought it was like an ongoing thing. Well, like I you, didn't can, know. you can't access it anytime, but each oh, you new can. episode airs at that time on Thursday nights, but oh. it's, it's all in the platform. You can watch it at any point in time. So go ahead and binge watch because. Okay. I will. Really well, cool- and that's why I was like, I got to <laughs> figure this out. And so I know that you sent, you sent me my particular episode, but I don't have the full, I haven't figured out how to make the whole thing work on my TV, but we're going to put it in the show notes, how to do it so that they can get to your show and get to the actual link. And then when does my show air? Your show actually is airing next Thursday, June 22nd at 8 PM central standard time. So I'm super excited. Yeah. You hear us laughing right now. Yes. (laughs) love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. So, you know, not only do I have three cats and two dogs, but I have a father who lives with me. He brought me dinner just now. <laughs> love it. I'm taking this out because this is just classic. This is what being an entrepreneur is like. This is what being a podcaster is like. And thank goodness I didn't have a TV show right now. Right. <laughs> but CG, I think we're going to end on that note. Awesome. We're going to put the, you said the 22nd, right? Yes. That is Thursday the day my podcast 22nd. turns a year. Woo-hoo! That was my first episode was June 22nd last year. So, oh my gosh, even better timing. That's but awesome. I'm not going to meet my goal. And so you were saying that you had a goal of one episode a week. I had the same goal. And so I'm going to end my first year at 45 episodes, not 52. And you know what? I am doggone proud of that. That's awesome. You know? So if you don't get all the way to 52, 
make sure you give yourself credit for everyone that you did do. And so I even had a crazy dream, like thought, I say a dream. I had a thought last night when I was laying in the bed, like thinking I was asleep and I know I really wasn't, was maybe I could do like 10 five minute episodes next week to get to, and I'm like, but you know what? This is just checking a box. Yeah. I'm not a box checker. Like I used no. to be a box checker and now I'm not. Now I do things for a reason and for a purpose. And so we're going to get to 52 episodes when we get to 52 episodes, which hopefully will be before the end of July. So I got a lot of, I got a lot of cool people coming back on the show and I've got some great new episodes coming up. And so I can't wait for the listeners to hear it, but for now, we're going to jump right into my interview with CJ that you don't get to see the cats and you don't get to see all the things, but you get to hear her, her thunderstorm. So thank you, CJ. (laughs) Thank you so much. Hey sister, welcome to the war on weight. Do you want to find some motivation to finally lose your extra pounds? Do you want to feel great in your favorite pair of jeans? Do you want some weight loss that's actually sustainable? Have you given up that any program will ever work for you? Well, I'm Keitha and I'm your new best friend. I've spent a lifetime on the losing side of the battle. I felt frustrated, exhausted, self-conscious, and despite any success I had in life, I felt like a failure, but I finally won the war. How did I do it, you ask? I discovered how to implement simple, healthy habits, how to completely revamp my mindset and embrace some things that were causing me to turn to food over and over again. Lastly, I discovered how to make nutrition really super simple. And after just a few short months of fueling my body properly, I dropped more than 50 pounds and I'm maintaining it by practicing all the healthy habits you're gonna learn on this podcast. So if you're tired of feeling like a prisoner in your own body, you're buying clothes to hide your body, not celebrate it, you're done having your weight affect all your relationships with others and more importantly with yourself you no longer want to eat your feelings and then beat yourself up about it then this is the podcast for you let's armor up sister and fight this war on weight together Basically, everything around women, health, wellness, whether it's mental, mental, spiritual, or physical health and wellness is kind of the, the area I like to play in. I love that. And what I wanted people to understand through life, we have all these things happen in our lives and we, we dust ourselves off, we pick our we have it all figured out. And then sometimes life just seems to throw us a curveball and story with people like what you've been through. You know, what was your defining, say, to step up your game and be, you know, full on, full out in the front, do, and then also walk us through what happened that became your awakening, where you're like, okay, I thought I had it all figured out, but now here I am. You know, it it is, it's a fun story. And it's interesting that one of the things I have on my Facebook page is just an ordinary girl that's decided to lose weight, get healthy and help others do the same. And so I hired um, my daughter-in-law, sweet daughter-in-law. She opened her own marketing company and opened and I hired her to help me with some things. And the first thing she said to me was, you are anything but ordinary. And I went, really? Like, I'm just, I'm just, to me, I'm just a normal person. And because I've had so many struggles and so many battles, I feel like that I felt like I'm just a normal person. And she's like, you're not. And I'm like, but I am. 
And so it's interesting. I think that when she gets to my age, which will be many years down the road, that she will see that it's just life, that kind of life happens. And I think when I read some stories about traumatic, dramatic stories about what people go through, when I look at what my life has, what I've gone through and how I got to where I was and where I am now, I look at it doesn't have to be this dramatic events that really mold and shape, especially as women, we go through so much over our lifetime. And, you know, I think that, I think the new buzzword is little T's, big T's, you know, the little traumas, the little small things that all add up to make a big one. And so for me, I had battled my weight pretty much my whole life. I had started binge eating from a really early age. Food became my friend. Really food was everything. And it was, it was my drug of choice. There's no other way to put it. And it was about two years ago, I decided I had some back issues and it was a health crisis that really prompted me to take my health really seriously. Like, whoa, like, like, girl, you're getting to the age where like your body's falling apart now. So you got to do something. So I went on a pretty structured program had a health coach, really embraced all of the healthy habits and the mindset. I had embraced journaling and just really dug in real deep as to why I had gotten where I was to begin with. And I lost, ended up losing 56 pounds. That's when I became a wellness coach. Um, I did some life coach certifications. I did, I had finished my John Maxwell certification. Like I really felt like I was doing all the things to finally get what I wanted, which was to run my own business. And never in my wildest dreams would I have told you that this girl who'd struggled with her weight for the last 30 years would be a health coach. And I was doing so well and my business was growing and I started the podcast and my just, I just really felt like I was doing really well. And then, you know, I had some things that, that came up in my life that was like, bam, like, like just knocked me flat on my back. I mean, it, it, and I guess I really should say it knocked me back into the bottom of a fast food bag. Like that was my, that was my choice of binging was fast food. And I really felt like here I had been coaching people, not only myself, but then others of how to deal with emotions and how to deal with life's issues without dealing with it with food. And there I found myself doing it again. And so I had to really stop and realize that it can happen to us at any point. And it reminded me more than ever that we have to have a support system in place to know that, to know when we're going to hit this wall and we need people around us who can recognize it. So I think that's, I think the, the, I'm more passionate now more than ever about my podcast, The War because it is an ongoing battle. Like it's, you never know, like when you just think you've got it all together again or for the first time, and then all of a sudden you're, you're right back at square one. I'm grateful that I didn't go back to square one. It was more like square five. And so, <laughs> you know, and I just took a little bit of, I mean, I, and, and it took some time and I had to figure out what do I need best? What do I need to get through this? And right. I love that. And what I, what I think I want 
our viewers to understand it's not a one time you, you you fix yourself and then you're you think you're golden it's not a one time system in place you need people to understand what you're going through and even though you think you have it all figured out you you always need support and you always need help and you need to have that in place and so I, I've listened to your real and your raw and you tell people like it is. And so I can understand why you're such a great coach. I want you to share with people what tools you used, you know, to continue within yourself to be like, okay, I'm in this not only to help other people, but I need to know what I want in order for me to be the best version that I could be for myself. So share with what tools you use to continue to make that choice every single day. Yeah, I think it goes back to what things that you're saying about how that we have to do it for ourselves, And it's this battle and this lifelong. It's a lifelong journey. It's never we're never we have never arrived. That right. is one thing. First, second thing is, is definitely what I have learned more than ever. And it's the one thing that we never listen to on the airplane. Put your own air, your mask on first. Right. And I learned this this time and, and, and I learned it during the process of me getting my mind right, getting my health right. I learned that as a, to me, I consider that one of the healthy habits, learning to take care of ourselves first and recognizing when we need to do it. And so the first thing I did during this is I put my own mask back on first and I had to humble out a little bit and say, I have to take a time out because I can't serve my clients. I can't serve my family. I can't be the best version of Keitha in the world if I don't take a moment for me to figure out where I am. And then once I recognized that that was what I had to do, then I dug in deep. I am a very strong woman of faith. And first I dug in there. What does God say about me in this situation? And do I really care what anybody else thinks about me hmm. as long as I'm right with God? And if I'm not right with God, I'm going to have a turmoil inside of me that is going to overflow into every other relationship and in my business. So that was the first place I decided that I needed to, one, take the necessary steps to get back in, get deep into my Bible, seek some godly counsel, and just take that moment of silence and reflection and really just figure out what was going on. And then I talk about a lot on my podcast about journaling in many different ways. And so I just pen and paper again, just like I got there the first time, I went right back there and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. And, I wrote. and some of the things that you write, you don't want anybody to read and that's okay. Um, and then, you know, I really went back to the basics of nutrition because really and truly when we're not fueling our bodies correctly and hydrating our bodies correctly, we're already creating some hormonal disruptions in, in our bodies. So it makes it even harder to process harder emotions. Right. So basic nutrition, spiritual, spiritual grounding and journaling was where I started. And then once I was able to get a little bit more, get my feet back under me. Then I went back into my healthy movement. You know, we know that exercise, it just does so much for us. And honestly, I started out with dancing because dancing changes our mood. It changes our perspective. And so, you know, so I would, I'm, I'm the girl that dances around to, to Christian 
pop music as you'd call it. And so, but it does, it kind of, it gets, it gets your body moving. It gets your mind right. So if you're fueling your body, right, you're hydrating your body, right. You're speed feeding your spirit and then feeding your mind, you know, with positive personal development things and really facing, you know, reading things and, and talking to coaches and getting counseling. Those are things all matter because you've got to embrace the total body. And so that's, that's what I did. And I feel like, I feel like I had about six or eight weeks of just mess. Yeah. Mess. And, but you know what? I've been through messes before. We've all been through messy situations before. And in the past, it would have been one to two years. Wow. That I would have taken me to, to process through that, you know? And so I think, I just feel it. It's made me a better coach. It's made me a better person to be able to go through a second, I say a second wave of, <laughs> of, of disruptions. But you really, it's just a matter of, like I said, just knowing what you need. And you have to learn that in a space when you're not in crisis. Right. It's really hard to learn that. And so even just getting yourself grounded enough to where you can start to to work through the issues and then figure out who you are. I think it it, it really lands for me because a lot of the guests that I've had on my show, it's like this, this one huge traumatic event where they decide, okay, I need to really get my shit together and figure out who I am and what I want. And a lot of people don't realize even who they are. You know, even at our age, people are like, well, I've never really thought about what I want as a person, as a woman, as an individual, as a human. And then not only that, what do I want to leave in this world when I when I leave? You know, a lot of us have never had that opportunity to really go inside and figure out who we are. And so I love that part of it. And I also love that, you know, we have to understand it's not this one time traumatic event that makes us decide that we need to pivot or, you know, we need to get our shit together. But it's sometimes this a culmination of events that are just piling, piling, piling. And then finally, it's like, oh, my gosh, I really need to get it figured out now. So I love that you also shared that it's we're, we're a work in progress. I mean, I know people hear that catchphrase and they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. But it's truly true. I mean, we get to decide every single day what foot we're going to put forward, who we're going to be and how we're going to best serve the world. And so many people miss that part that, you know, every day is a clean slate. You get to pick and choose every single day who you're going to show up as. And I just love that you shared that. So what would you say is your your biggest tool to continue to make that conscious choice every day? What do you dig deep into on a daily basis to be like, okay, here's where I need to be today. Here's what I need to do to be the best Keitha that I can. I think the biggest tool for me is sometimes I have to wake up every morning and remind myself of who I want to be because our brain can take over so quickly. Like, and, and tell us where we can't do these things or be these things. And, um, so I think for me, it is still journaling is the biggest tool to, to write down what it is. I want to, how I want to show up in the world, who I want to be, what are my goals? What do I not want in my life? What are my, you know, I write a lot about what are my core values and how does the things around me line up with that? You know, what is it that I want in my life and what is it that, that I don't want in my life? 
I think. So I think journaling would be, I hate to say it, but that's got to be the first thing for me is, is pen and paper. I love that because, you know, as we're both writers, I just love the fact of what journaling does for you. I mean, I have notebooks sitting beside me of things that I've written that no one else will ever read, but it's really allowed me to process who I am. And like you said, what you want out of life, because if we're not, you know, writing that down, sometimes we can just say that in our head. But what, like you said, your mind takes over and your mind tells you, oh, but you're not worthy of that or you're not capable of that. But when we write it out, we kind of work through those things and we're ingraining that in our subconscious brain that we're telling ourselves, we really can do that. And I think one of the things I love about you is you are just so real. You are raw. And I actually was going through your Facebook this morning and I read that on your bio that says, I'm just a normal girl. I'm thinking you are anything but normal. You are, there's just something about you that has this, this light and this spark and everybody who sees it, sees you can see it, but sometimes, you know, you lose sight of that. So you are anything but normal. I'm I'm just going to tell you that you are so nice. You are inspiring so many people that you don't even know that are watching you, that are listening, that are seeing your story and going, okay, she's done all this and she's been all through this and she's already a coach, but now she's struggled because a lot of wellness coaches would not admit that to the world because they want to put out the face that they have it all figured out and they have, you know, they're going about doing the business, but in behind closed doors, they are at the bottom of that fast food bag. So I think for you being real and raw and vulnerable and sharing that you're going to inspire so many more people to be like, you know, we will have our traps. We will fall back sometimes, but we can pick ourselves up and go on and be the coach and the person we want to be. So the other thing I wanted to ask you, um, what is one thing that you would tell anybody who's maybe struggling in the same situation right now, who's, you know, been through the things and they've thought they have arrived, as we say, and then they're struggling? What would you say to that person? What best advice would you give to that person today? I say find one person to talk to. And whether that's a paid professional or it's a friend, or it's a pastor, you've got to talk to somebody. Because holding it in, anything that we hold in and we hide from the world, what's in the dark stays in the dark and only gets darker. If you don't bring it out into the light, somehow, it just gets darker and darker and darker and darker. And then you can find yourself in a place that's just not good. And, and if you, and, and we just bury it and, you know, and I talk about that, you know, in the book that you and I were in together, how you, you have to unbury some things and dig deep before you can really unleash her as, right. as you know, you can't really. So if you start to shove it in, you're going to use things, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, whether it's food or it's drugs, it's alcohol, it's people, it's shopping or gardening whatever it is you're going to find something to shove it deeper there's a difference between using things to work through something and versus masking it over and so for me i know that eating is never going to solve any problem but i could convince myself that shopping might solve it right <laughs> but it's not going to right but However, going for a walk or going for a hike or going kayaking, and that's a different 
thing that I could use to work through some emotion because that's going to help me process some emotion and not have an after effect other than maybe being sore. But if you just, you know, if you use exercise, exercise is a great way to, to, to process things. But I think you just really have to talk to somebody and get a plan. And it just, I think that just is the most important part is that don't do it alone. We weren't created to do life alone. And, and as much as we want to do that, um, it just doesn't work. And, and it's funny because, you know, in that, the second book that I was in with, with She Rises, um, the Becoming an Unstoppable Woman in Health and Wellness, I write about the fact that for so long, I was scared to lose weight. I didn't want to lose weight or gain weight because I didn't want to be seen. Because if you're seen, then people are going to see all of you. Yeah. And so it was very interesting for me when I went through this little, I don't know, bump in the road or hiccup, as you could say, over the last few months, that that was my first thing. I wanted to crawl right back under a rock. I didn't want anybody to know anything. that, And I was like, this is not who I am. This is not who, this is not how I help people. We can't help people if we're not transparent. Right. And transparency leaves us open to a lot of things that we don't like. Right. Judgment. Yeah. People's opinions. You know, just the critics. And, and it's interesting to see. And I'm going to say this as politely as possible. I know on your show, I probably could just like say it. Say it however it comes out. <laughs> but you know, when people really start to be your worst critic and they really start judging you and they're not supporting you, they're, you know, they're, they're really just deciding that your story or your situation is a gossip worthy or it's just, is it, it, hmm, I'm trying to come up with the right word to make sure I say this right. Is that usually when people act this way, it is about them and not you. Yeah. You have made them uncomfortable. Yeah. And when we, when we make someone uncomfortable with our choices, people respond in a bad way. Yeah. And so when you make them uncomfortable with your boundaries or you make them uncomfortable with making decisions that are healthy for you, if you have people in your life who decide that what's healthy for you isn't healthy for them, it's okay. Everybody needs to agree that it's just not healthy. But it is amazing to me how many in my personal life, but also in my client's life, that when people lose weight, this is a prime example, people lose weight and then people have things to say about it. Why? I mean, I mean, I have had a client or two or three, to be honest, have their friends and family say, I liked you better fat. I liked you better wow. when you went, would, when you would eat this with me. I liked you better when you would drink this with me. That's the same thing. I think that alcoholics go through it when they go through AA, yeah. you know, all of a sudden their friends don't like them anymore. Why? Not because they're a better person. Not because they've gotten their life together, not because they're making the best choices for them, but now they're uncomfortable because deep down inside, they know they have a problem too. Right. So when, so when people lose weight, stop drinking, people get uncomfortable with that because somewhere in them, they want to do the same thing. Yeah. 
And then they get mad at you because you were able to figure it out. Right. And then they want to mock you when you stumble. Because right. I told you that wasn't going to work. Told you that losing weight wasn't the rest the best thing. I told you that workout was never going to work for you. I told you that AA wouldn't work for you. Bull crap. It's the progress. It's the progress. And so don't let other people's insecurities and what your progress does to them affect you. Find your people. Yeah. And so if, if you find someone that you can share your life with, things that are going on, that is the most important. I mean, when I first started working on my binge issue, I really never said it out loud to anyone. I'm talking, I went to therapy for years and years and years and years, like off and on, off and on, off and on. Never one time did we ever talk about my eating issues. We talked about the others, but we never talked about the eating issue. I guess we never got to it. I don't know. But whenever, <laughs> whenever I started working on my binging, I had, it was suggested to me to tell one person. And I wasn't sure I could do that. And so I texted a friend and said, okay, so I got this issue and I need to be able to tell somebody when it's going on. And just knowing that I could text her and say, I just binged, I just this or whatever. And knowing that I wasn't going to get a response because I didn't need one. And that's what I told her from the beginning. I don't need one. I'm not asking for advice. I'm not asking for help. I don't need you to 911 come save me. <laughs> I just need to know that I can tell someone so that I don't sit with it inside me where it will lead to one binge after another, after another. And that was key for me. This person probably still doesn't understand the impact she had on my journey. Wow. And it, was, and it was nothing more than just a text message. Because a lot of times people think when we tell them our, our situation or we tell them our problems, we're asking for advice. Right. We're really not. Yeah. If you want advice or you need help, people ask. Exactly. I, I love that you said that because a lot of people, you know, when they see somebody going through the struggle, people love to gravitate to the struggle and wallow in that with you, with mm -hmm. them. I just think back to having conversations with my friends and they're all, it's kind of like it was this pity, pity party to see who could have the worst life. Like we were going to get this trophy or something. Yeah, you have the worst life. But when you have people that you've been around for your whole entire life and then you start making those choices, I think, like you said, it triggers them because deep down they feel that they don't have the courage. They don't have the strength to do that. And so they look at you and if they negate, you know, negate what you're doing and make it be a bad thing, that makes them feel better about themselves for not being able to have that courage to step through and make those choices for themselves. So that was that was a key issue that landed for me. And then. Also, being able to tell somebody and have somebody just hold space for you. Like you said, there's so many people think that you need to be fixed or you have to have them give you a solution when a lot of times it's just you want somebody to hold space for you that you that you know and you trust that you can be vulnerable with to be able to be like, okay, this is happening. Like you said, I don't need you to fix me. I just want you to listen. And that makes a huge difference. So I think that's a, a great piece of advice to tell anybody who's going through it is just, like you said, find one person that you can trust and find that within yourself to be as vulnerable as possible. Because when you are vulnerable and you're transparent about everything, there's nothing anybody can use against you or say badly because you've already exposed yourself and you've come clean with everything that's going on with you. So those are huge things. And I just want to commend you for your strength and your courage and your vulnerability because your story is going to 
inspires so many women to go forth and make that decision and then realize that it's okay when you have moments of your backsliding, but know that you have what's in you deep inside. You just have to tap into that. Well, thank you, CJ. You are amazing. You inspire me every day. And it's been just since we've gotten to know each other, you know, it's, it's just amazing how we build our tribe. It's crazy. You know, and it just, it's just great. And I just, I'm just so thankful that you have me here today. And I hope that my story does help even if it's just one woman to get past something, you know, that's, that is why I do tend to share. And some people would call it oversharing on the podcast, but it's not like I do. I still candy coat it a little bit. I mean, of course, you know, you're not going to just air all your dirty laundry, but it does. I think it helps people understand they're not alone. And that's, and that's really what we need to do. And then the other thing, when you're talking about holding space, I just thought I would throw it out there is I mentioned that breath work is something that I recently started doing and just finished certification on. And a lot about breath work is about holding space. Your instructor is about holding space for you while you process things. The instructor that I got certified through, his tagline is breath work is 20 years of therapy in one session without saying a word. That's awesome. It's the truth. And so even if you get to the point where you're like, I don't think I can talk to somebody. I don't know. Like there is a sometimes where people can't talk. Right. Find a, a, a type of therapy that works for you. There are some amazing coaches out there that do breath work. There are some amazing coaches out there that do the ERMD, you know, where it's the, the stimulation and the tapping. I mean, there are so many other things that you can do that will the baby steps to get you to the point to where that you can talk. Yeah. And I love that too, because a lot of people think it's a one size fits all. Oh, EFT tapping is going to work. Breathwork is going to work. Meditation, journaling, you know, they have their thing and they think, oh, that is the one, the catch all. That's what's going to, you know, serve everybody. You support everybody cure everybody where in reality it's just we have to tap into what works for us mm-hmm. and i love that you mentioned breath work because you and i have talked i've had a few sessions with different people and it's like okay that one didn't work and so i wasn't like all of a sudden okay breath work doesn't work it's how i need to be i need to choose the person that's gonna resonate with me that it works for me and i'm super excited to take one of your sessions because i just think that that will that will land for me. And I'm, I'm excited to have a breakthrough. So thank you for being my guest this morning. And I just want all my viewers out there to realize that, you know, life is a process. Life is a journey, as they say, and we pick ourselves up, we dust ourselves off, but we have that ability to do that every single day. And awakening that warrior with inside you is not just a one-time thing. It often is like Keith shared, it's a journey. It's a process. And as you go through life, things are going to knock you over, but you get to pick and choose every single day to continue to tap into that warrior inside you and be your absolute best. So I look forward to seeing you all again. And thank you again, Keitha, for being my special guest. Have an amazing day. Sister, could you relate? Did you feel that woman inside of you just trying to break free? If so, then we need to be friends. Head on over to the Facebook and send me a friend request. I'll actually accept it. You'll get my daily healthy eating recipes and see all the fun I have living a larger life in my smaller body. And you may even get a laugh or two over me and my 50 plus chickens. I proudly claim the crazy chicken lady title. Plus, you might get some gardening tips on growing your own healthy meals. You'll quickly fall in love with my chocolate lab Brady and one of my many cats. 
You'll also see that I am a lipstick-loving, coffee-drinking mom, wife, and Jesus freak. Can't wait to see you over on Facebook. And more importantly, I really want to hear your thoughts on the show. I want to see your written reviews. Take 60 seconds and leave me a written review and then screenshot it and go on Instagram and tag me so I can give you a proper thank you for your review. If you're already thinking I might be the coach from you, you can go ahead and schedule a free appointment with me at coachkeitha.com. And how you spell Keitha is K-E-A-T-H-A, coachkeitha.com. You can find all my social links in the show notes as well as my website link. Thanks again for listening to my show. I'll see you on the battlefield. Until next time.